Thank you for joining us today. In the studio, we have two dynamic guests, Eddie Murray and Bradley Sanders. Eddie is the president and Bradley is the vice president of professional development for Pensacola Young Professionals. Eddie also is a marketing executive for Pensacola News Journal. Bradley is public relations and events manager for Gulf Coast Kids House. We are going to talk about leadership. We're going to talk about steps to being great leaders and really what the global business world looks like through the lens of young professionals. We are so happy to have both Eddie and Bradley in the studio. Part of this is to make sure that we're recapping and we're doing highlights, but I'm going to go back to something. And that is something that was not said, but it was said. And Bradley, I know that you're part of a nonprofit. So alignment and fit is big because then that allows you to be your authentic self. And then that allows you for alignment with those mentors, whether it be formal or informal. And sometimes, Eddie, you said it, sometimes you've got to go in and say, hey, listen, I know we don't have a formal mentoring program, or you may not even tell them that they're an informal mentor, but you need to take that on yourself as a professional young, old, in between, and especially that will lead on to other things as well. But what I started saying with Bradley, and and I'm looking at him on my, my screen, is that if you truly have a fit with an organization, you have to also look at what they align themselves with. Where do, like service, So they say, oh, this weekend we're going to go and volunteer at whatever, whatever, whatever. That should be a question that you have when you're interviewing to say, you know, especially if it's small. Hey, listen, you know, do you all give back to the local community? Do you all get together out of, and I've said this before on other podcasts, I think of, you know, my work life is blended because it's an imbalance. It's never balanced. But that really, and I think Bradley, maybe you can talk a little bit about understanding that filling the need for volunteering, filling the need for, you know, you don't have to necessarily be friends, but that fills a certain portion of us as humans. So I'm wondering if you can talk about that a little bit. Of course. So my job, fortunately, gives, I work for an organization that serves some of the most vulnerable in our community. So with my job, I have the rewarding part of, yes, I throw these lavish events, but at the same time, I'm making serious money that's going to help these clients, our clients who are victims of child abuse. So my job fulfills that part. But there's also companies like Navy Federal Credit Union, where they allow their employees, I think it's one hour a week to go towards some type of volunteering. We have friends like Brandy Gomez, who takes, who is part of Every Child Needs a Reader, or an organization that's childhood like that, where she spends an hour a week who's an employee there, and she reads to children who need to be read to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just aligning yourself with a company that has those incentives, those organizations, I mean, those incentives, such as Studer Group, where they have a volunteer-type program where you can volunteer a certain amount of hours a month to an organization that is counted as work time. Mm-hmm. So I do think that's highly important. At Gulf Coast Kids House, my leader allowed me to become part of the school of professionals because there are times during the day where I may have to go to a webinar for PYP or I may have to go to an event and she allows it. And that was just the key thing is having the leadership that values you to let you be part mm-hmm. of your community. Mm-hmm. I started thinking about something when we're talking about leaders, you two are, are very much leaders 
right now and developing leaders and you're taking all this on. My question is though, is either, you know, in your next gig or if you could give some advice, how would you suggest to others going out there looking at leaders? What would you suggest in the interview process or if they're looking to join an organization? Because I'm going to tell you, I wouldn't research the organization. I was just happy to be hired, right? Like, that job sounds great. And then I got in there and it was like, uh-oh, uh-oh. You know, like first or second day, you're like, uh-oh. So if we could change that a little bit for somebody that's listening, what is, as far as leadership goes, from your young perspective, what advice would you give while interviewing or researching a company? To me, it's that Pensacola is a very small town, very small community. So if you become a little connected, you can start seeing who works with what company or who's with what organization. And then you start seeing who would you want to work for? What type of leader would you want to work for? And so that's my thing. I've had the opportunity to be very well connected in this town. And I know if I left Gopas Goods House, I already know who I want to go work for. Mm-hmm. And such as Eddie said, Lisa Savage, that is someone who I want to work for. Mm-hmm. And so just, yeah. it's getting connected and starting to learn. Mm-hmm. But as well, when I first started looking for internships, my boss now, Megan Chapman, she was not, I wouldn't say dominant and not aggressive, but she was very assertive. She was very assertive in what she did and how she walked in and how she held herself. When she walked into a room, you wanted to go talk to her. You mm-hmm. wanted your attention to be at her because she knew mm-hmm. what she was talking about and she knew what she was doing. It's finding that person who just, catches your attention and you want to learn from them. And you observe it. And and great, I mean, yeah, Bradley makes great points. I I think the thing for me, I I think for young people now, everything's ever changing with how things are online. I mean, if if you were Mm. looking for a job in the nineties when you had the phone book, right? Like how do you, how do you research the company besides word of mouth? And, And now you can go on and you can go on their Facebook page. You can go on their Twitter, their Instagram, you can go and Google their name and see if, you know, are there bad reviews on Glassdoor.com for the position that you're trying to apply for? So I think it's so hard for those leaders because there's already, it's almost like there, there's, I mean, there really isn't a wall for them when, when they're trying to bring in young talent. I would say young people right now, I feel like from my experience, is they want to have a sense of belonging culture. So I I, I think there's been times where you've, you've had those people that they want to get in the job, they want to prove themselves, they want to hustle. But what we're, we tend to find especially as we're, we're talking to young professionals in regards to like leadership with PYP is that people want a sense of belonging and culture. And yes, of course, having, having a boss that creates that situation of where they're going to develop them. I think you tend to find now a lot of companies are adopting the peer interview process mm-hmm. a lot more because I think that's the need from a, um, so like perfect plane, for instance, do you see I know that they do an interview uh, with him. A lot of times they'll do an interview with maybe one of the a GM, but then they do a peer interview. And, and that's how I was at P&J. I met with the big boss, the mid-sized boss, and then I met with who were going to be my peers so I could get a sense of what the culture is going to be like. I think leaders are starting to recognize that, that this generation very much so wants a sense mm-hmm. of belonging into something, buying into the process so then you know, they can make the decision whether or not they want to be there. And I think there will be less surprises once they get on board and they're they're able to just hit the ground running. So I want to highlight off that real quick. At yes. Coast Kids House, we do that peer interview. So yes, I may be 25 years old, but I get to sit in and be part of a peer interview for our CPA. That was a big thing to me. But as well, going a little bit further back, 
the inclusive and wanting to feel involved, that was a big thing. Because back when I was an intern three years ago, I actually was on a meeting. It was the PR committee for Gulf Coast Kids House. And Lisa Savage is actually on our board of directors. Lisa looked at me in that meeting as I was the one taking notes with all these big wigs talking around the table about what we can do to publicize and raise more awareness for Gulf Coast Kids House. She asked me in the room, and she goes, you're the young one in this group. What, what do you think? And that, to me... I was a 20-something-year-old intern, and that made me feel on top of the world right then for someone of her level to ask me my input. Well, why wouldn't she, Bradley? Why wouldn't she is what I think. You're super smart. I have to say, as you see, my, my brain's going because I strongly believe in inclusion across the board. We sometimes use that word too much, but I agree with that. I really do. I agree with Figuring out the belonging piece, Eddie, is maybe something that is a learning curve for some of us that were not brought up that way. And when you say culture, it really strikes true because I think that culture, there's so much research that's the research nerd in me on culture, but when you know you have a fit as a person, you know you feel it. But it's all this stuff that you're talking about. So I have to agree. So the peer interview, I think is, is really valuable for those that are listening. So those who are listening right now to get involved, everybody involved, it doesn't have to be, you know, a really long process, but also listen to those that are around you. Yeah. And, and I would say if there's any listeners on the call that are UWO you know, students right now that you know, in a couple of years, they're going to be doing in the, in the interview games and, and they're going to go on to different kind of careers. I would say my advice is when you find your passion on something, like if you're, you always want to have those extracurriculars, you want to show that your potential new employer that you're around it, you know, do something. It, it's better to do one thing great, have that longevity of experience there to talk through it, than buddy who dives into five different, 10 different organizations, yeah. but doesn't really submit themselves. So it's, Take that time when you graduate, you know, if, if you want to kind of, you won't know what your passion is. I didn't know, you know, what my passion was when I got out. I just got out of school. My, my priority was, was making sure I paid off my student loans. <laughs> but the more you get around, the more you do those things where you talk to people, you start realizing, wow, I didn't even know this organization exists. I mean, Bradley was mentioning your eCare. Uh, so our last executive director, she actually uh, is their new executive director. So the importance of making sure that kids are being read to a certain amount of words before the age of five, because that developmentally, I mean, that's awesome. I have a five month old and I read to him. He doesn't understand me yet, but I know I got to get my million, yeah. whatever words in because you know, that's so important to him, but I can talk about that yeah. in my interviews. Advice there is don't discourage yourself. If you get out and you're not finding your path yet, you'll find it. But once you get involved in an organization, go all the way. Yeah as much as you can out of that organization and it, it, it's going to work dividends for you and when you're able to go into interviews you, your, your potential boss is going to see that passion and that's what they want they want a passionate person that's going to work hard and it does all go together because once you do yeah. that you are recognized and then you have and it's kind of like yeah the mentor and i would be remiss dean fountain i'd be remiss if we didn't mention dr hartnett and her executive mentor program because we have mentors across, although we're, you know, a typical college of business, except for the hospitality part of it, you know, management, supply chain, 
MIS accounting finance. So we have that type of thing. But I would say that the mentors go across the spectrum because leaders are leaders and there are certain qualities. And so Dr. Hortnett's executive mentor program is wonderful. And that's a great way. Are you guys partnering with Dr. Hartnett at all? I have spoken with her a few different times. I don't know with Eddie has, but I've spoken with her a few different times with bringing back our mentor program and just talking with her on her ideas. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, that's definitely something that, you know, we've had before. You know, this was maybe like five or six years ago. We we did a huge mentoring collaboration with with UWF. And I think the hard thing for us is it's kind of in our name, right? Young professionals where we're going to age out. So you have these individuals that come in and they build these things and, Getting somebody else to fit in that that position before that other person ages out and moves on. We are definitely trying to get that revamped right now. I think COVID kind of slowed us down yeah. this year. It was a huge topic of conversation. And I think it will happen. It's just making sure that we have survivability. And and that's my whole thing with present this year is I wanted to implement, and Bradley could attest this because I made him do it, is having a team set up the different committees so maybe you have somebody that's interested in professional development but they're not quite ready to be a leader in that group yet Mm because they don't understand it so these teams allow people to go in there and maybe they can help pick out programming or they can help volunteer at the front table of the the event Mm -hmm. and then get comfortable to say okay i want to go in the coordinator role or then eventually like bradley going into the vp role bradley let's get yeah let's get a meeting set on that okay yeah I think it's a really good thing across the board that, you know, when we talk and and Bradley, you're right, it's a small community. And so getting PSC involved, getting us involved, we're all out trying to do the same thing, which is basically, you know, our getting degrees in hands of students. But then those who want to stay here, making sure that they're connected. And if they, this is the one thing that I'm thinking, even if students don't want to stay in this local community, they have to know that there are professional networks out there wherever they're going and why to get involved. It's much easier as a student to kind of step back and go, okay, let me observe for a little bit and see what this is about. So at least I know when I get to Boston that there's going to be some type of network. So I can see that. I don't, I'm putting words into our dean's mouth right now, but I can see that happening. And I think that we're all on the same page that we've got to just strengthen for future leaders. I'm going to let Rick have the last word, but here's my last question for both of you. Ready? Look in your crystal ball. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? What position? You go first, Eddie. You got this. So I, mean, I, I love what I do right now. I love working for the News Journal. I think it's it's neat. There's a lot of, and I do digital marketing, and there's a lot of digital marketing companies, but being able to engage not with customers on what they're doing on the newsroom side, I know not everybody agrees a lot of times, and there's a lot of things to say about the media, but I'm super proud of what we do down at P&J, and I see myself in 10 years, and I've told myself this, is uh, being uh, you know the vice president and director of advertising for a whole panhandle reason, or, you know, I can move throughout the company, but I definitely see myself, um, right now I'm in kind of a senior account role, but I do see myself in 10 years moving up and, and using the knowledge that I've been able to gain um, and, and help develop young sales reps. It's cool, cool. Probably. So with my 10 year goal, it's, I've had the opportunity to work for a nonprofit 
And so I don't think I want to leave the nonprofit sector hmm. because you're able, I'm able to do my specialty, my passion and use it for a good cause. And that's why I'm going to get my MBA right now so I can learn how to run a successful mm -hmm. organization or business. And so I hope maybe in the 10 years, I become an executive director for a, a, a executive director slash CEO of an essential nonprofit. What do I mean by essential is an organization like Guelph Biscuits House who sees some of the most vulnerable in a community and just be able to use my knowledge and wisdom to provide more to the community. I will say real quick, uh, my, my two-year goal for Bradley is to convince <laughs> top leadership for PYP and become president someday. <laughs> we'll see about that. I think that, Eddie, I think that's on the horizon. I can see that too. I have this crystal ball and I see that yeah, right well, here. He to listen to you, so you push him down. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. Yeah, he didn't listen to me so much. <laughs> hey. <laughs> He went the opposite direction, but you know what? He went with probably the biggest thing that you figured out for me is you really got to be your authentic self. And whatever that means, it feels good because if you're somewhere that you're doing something that may not be resonating, you're not going to do it well. So trust somebody that's done a lot of that. But right now, I love where I am. I love who I work for. And I love, you know, I love the connection. This is really why I do what I do. So it's a good thing. Dean Fountain, I'm going to let you, he's been mesmerized by these young people in the room, in the studio. What do you think? Oh, I think just goes to while we're in education, the young people that we have an opportunity to work with during their education and to hear Bradley speak about coming back to get an MBA to prepare himself to go to the next level. And I commend you so much for nonprofit work. Allie could probably tell you I've been fairly involved in nonprofits, local, national, and that's been a great part of my life. And the biggest shortcoming I would see when I would be invited to a board is usually management was underprepared, undertrained, and their biggest function was trying to keep payroll going. And you're not very mission driven when you're doing that. So I commend you for that and for an interest. There's really not many greater callings than working in essential nonprofits. You used a really good, good word there. I wanted to recap something that y'all were talking about, about Midway that we addressed a couple of weeks ago is listening. I think a, a good leader, no matter how young or how old he is, must be a good listener. Or she. Uh, you gave us a great example, Bradley, of someone you respected that you thought was higher on the spectrum ask you to say something or to give your views, which meant she was willing to listen to you. And I think that probably makes as big of an impact. And when you go back and you think she wanted to listen to what I had to say, to say. she wasn't just going around the room, but she wanted to listen to me. So as I continue to try to develop better leadership skills and you do the same, I think there's a great lesson there. If we can remember what she did, no matter how high the executive level, employment level we go, be a good listener. I think it's one of the first steps in being a, a great leader. Thank you for coming today. This has really been entertaining and fascinating and educational for me. I love hearing it. And I would say this, there are takeaways, but the biggest thing is listening and fit and understanding 
where you want to be with leadership and what that looks like. You don't necessarily always have the right answers, but you certainly can get there. And it's not a certain position. Leadership is not, or leaders are not in certain positions just because they're at the height. I think we're all leaders. So I want to thank you both for being here. I want to thank Dean Fountain for hosting us on the Leader to Leader podcast. So thank you. Thank you for having us.